This is your crazy Wednesday wild wacky extra bonus episode because I forgot to tell you about the damn strip club. Yes, I ended up at Chica's Bonitas, the Mexican strip club. So I just went and ate at Five Guys. <clears throat> My order number was 69. And the jokes write themselves. Um, I... I <laughs> forgot the whole point of the thing that I was going for was uh, with the last episode <clears throat> was that uh, I, I ended up partying so hard after the gig I ended up at a Mexican strip club <clears throat> so what happened there was I've been out all day I was up early I was at the comic shop for like six seven hours got stuck at traffic for an hour and a half ended up playing a gig getting beers that were way more potent than I thought but still wonderful and when everything was done I was like so where's the party at because we were done by 11 and most people in Vegas don't go out till 10 or 11 and you couldn't drink at the bar because it was a restaurant and they were closing up for the night so I made a joke. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go beat up some midgets on Fremont. And then I got stuck in more traffic because the fucking construction and the cones are everywhere. And it rerouted me down the back street from <clears throat> where I needed to be. And I ended up going past sort of the, uh, the CD area. I know like all of Fremont and downtown is CD. But unless you want to get stabbed, you don't go down behind either the Stratosphere and Circa Circus on Industrial or the area I ended up, which is down by uh, uh, Jerry's Nugget and Chica's Bonitas and the Palomino. Palomino is a strip club that's probably one of the dirtiest in town. I mean, you can get anything you want there, and I mean anything, drugs, sex, or otherwise and they even did a Ghost Adventures episode there. But it's been the running gag that if you don't like someone, you send them to Chica's Bonitas, and they're supposed to have the chunky Mexican strippers. I actually always made that joke, and I've never been there. So when I drove by there, I was like, you know what? I got a pocket full of cash and nowhere to be. Fuck it. So I go to Chica's Bonitas. It was not only chunky Mexican uh, strippers. It was chunky black strippers and chunky white strippers. No, they, they weren't that chunky. Uh, not to the wolf's standards of chunky dunking. But um, they were, uh, I, I would say, normal girls. Like very average-shaped, natural women with uh, no plastic anywhere. I fucking loved it. You go to a white person strip club, like Spearmint Rhino, uh, Centerfolds, uh, Crazy Horse 3, anything like that, you're going to go in and it's these million dollar bimbos with nose job and Botox and fake tits. It just, it, it's, it's not even women at that point. I mean, you're basically... Uh, going in there with a, a trans woman. They were a woman, but they even got more of a woman, but less of one at the same time. So, yeah, we don't, like, draw our beards on and 
draw our six pack on. Anyway, enough about that. So they're very aggressive and not knowing my history with brothels and strip clubs and everything, I know how these things go. I love letting myself be taken advantage of and just see how things happen. I walked in, only white guy in the bar, it really is a Mexican bar, and just the looks, it's like the whole room stopped. There was about 10 girls dancing. They don't even have a stage. They have like one pole off to a corner where the girls kind of stand there and let you touch them for a dollar. Uh, I tipped one of them five bucks and they were all over me, but uh, I walk in the door and didn't even get very far and this one kind of slender gal comes up and she grabs my hand. She's like, Hey, honey, come with me, dance. And I was like, well, I just got here. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's okay, $25 to dance. And I'm like, no, I'm going to the bar. And she wouldn't let go of my hand. And I said, guess what? You're going with me. So when you you get a, a, a drink for a stripper, you're, you're paying for their time, and you usually get upcharged because then the uh, they split half with you. I guess not here. I was expecting to get raped at the bar and it wasn't, it was like $7 for each of our shots. So that was it. so I gave her five bucks and, uh, you know, she was all touchy feely and just naturally I forgot. And I, I grabbed her ass. I was like, Oh shit, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, you can touch here. I'm like, Oh yeah, that shit don't happen at a regular strip club. Your hand even goes near a girl's ass or your face or something like that or whatnot and bouncers are tackling you and they'll drag your ass out by the heels they didn't have bouncers they didn't give a fuck the girls are their own bouncers and they just did their own thing so i was like yeah i'm just gonna sit here and drink for a little bit because i wanted to see if there was a show i mean i didn't know if a fucking donkey's gonna come out or uh what they got going on there was about 15 girls on a wasn't it like i say it wasn't even a stage it was like imagine if you're in a mall and they got one of those corner fountains. It was like they stuck 15 of them in this little corner fountain that was drained because it had like a little ridge around the edge and uh, not even chairs or nothing. People just all stood around this hole in the ground that the girls were dancing in. And uh, I tried to watch them and they're just like rubbing on each other and the guys are leaning over and slapping everyone's ass and I'm like what the shit is going on here this place is wild like why are people giving this a bad rap like I, I dig it so far well I wanted to go see what the other side of the room was like and the whole place very fucking small I mean it's about twice the size of my master bathroom <clears throat> and um, lo and behold that chick wouldn't leave me alone she found me on the other side of the bar and she grabs by the hand again pulls me over that way some other chick tries to grab my other hand and yanks me the other way oh my god i think i almost saw a chick fight like they she's like i mean they just fucking yelled at her in spanish so fucking fast speedy gonzalez need to calm the fuck down and so that girl like hissed and and went away my girl, she's like, 25, come on, just 25. I know you got it. And I'm like, do you need money or something? Like, I know that's why you're here, but you seem like desperate. She's like, I'll make it with you a while. Come on, let's go VIP. And I'm like, no, I know what VIP is. I'm not going back there. She's like, come on, just come on. So I'm like, at this point, 
I'm looking for an Adam's apple. I'm looking at her crotch. I'm like making sure I'm not getting set up with some lady boy or some shit. And she pulls one of her friends. She's like, here, you come with me. No charge, no charge. I know, just, we'll give you a taste of what it's like. Okay. I know how this goes because I've been in strip clubs in Tijuana. They sit you down. The hole opens behind you in the uh, seat that you can't see. And they try and grab your cash from your pocket. Uh, which I caught. I grabbed the guy's hand when that happened to me in Tijuana and uh, I had to run across the border because I had a whole gang of Mexicans following me. But So I'm like, you know, I I came in with the assumption I was going to get in trouble. Let's get in some trouble. So her and her super hot Latin friend, I didn't even know where this chick, I mean, she must have been like hiding in the VIP, comes around. She didn't have an Adam's apple or a PP either. And I'll tell you, I... I found out uh, you, you you could touch. I don't know how else to say it, but I was finger licking good deep in some uh, hot chiquitas here for a hot quick second. Didn't even get charged for it. They pulled me in the VIP. They're like, you could touch. You could do anything you want. Mm, I love your beard, poppy. Oh, yes. I love, and I'm like, bitch, you haven't even seen what's in my wallet. So usually when you, they take you to the bar and ask for a drink because they want to see what's in your wallet. And I cover everything so that they can't tell. I know which side of my wallet I'm going to take money out of. So if I grab it from the front, I know it's like fives and tens. If I grab it from the back, I know it's like a hundred or a couple twenties. And she didn't get to see any of that. I had no idea what I had in my pocket. And she's taken me in the hottest girl in the place in the VIP. Sits me down on the bench. They each straddle a leg. They're doing their thing. They're actually kissing me. I mean, full lip on lip, everything. Like, who knows what the fuck I caught that night. And uh, she's, like, digging at my shorts. I'm like, bitch, I'm fat. I don't know what the fuck you're going for, but you're going to have a hard time. You might as well go up under the shorts, up the leg. She's just like, just undo your belt. And I'm like, so, (laughs) and right about now is where the world stopped. Because I realize I'm sitting down in a VIP, the very first chair in the open doorway, and I can look out. There's no curtain or gate or beads or even a bouncer, because usually there's a bouncer in front of VIP. There was nothing there. And I'm staring out into this crowd of people all looking at me like I'm the kingpin, just walking in, getting all the girls and stealing away from them. And apparently... They were using me as their mark. I'm guessing that they could show everyone else what happens in VIP. So she's like, uh, unfasten your belt. And I'm like, okay, well, everybody's about to see a bunch of wolf strawberries in my redwood. You know, all right, here it comes. Fucking undo my belt. Both of them stick their hands down my pants. One grabbed my nuts. The other one grabs my dick. And just, I mean, it was like... Stretch Armstrong having a a fucking panic attack down there. It was just yanking this way, yanking that way. And I'm like, dude, is this what you do to, like, the guys? Is this what Mexican guys like? Like, holy shit, slow it down. This is not going to make anything go faster. And she's like, you like, you like? And I'm like, not really. It feels like you're making fudge down there and stretching, uh, like Laffy Taffy or something. You ever seen them at a candy factory where they're stretching the taffy in and out for fucking 20 minutes or an hour before they actually make the... That's what she's doing. 
I'm like, can you stop Laffy taffy in my dick for a minute and let me know what the fuck's going on? They're like, oh, Poppy, you like it? Okay, you pay now, you stick it in us. You can fuck both of us for, I think they said like 50 bucks or something. And I'm like, what the, uh, you know what? If you guys practically just rip my dick off for free, I don't think I want to give you the benefit of me fucking you for 50 bucks. Uh, I'm going to go back to the bar. And they just kind of looked at me like, you're saying no again? Your hand is in my, or your dick is in my hands and you're still saying no. I'm like, yeah, I literally just came here to drink and, you know, have, have a good time. So they get disgusted, but I gave them each 20 anyway, which was the price of, you know, a little less than the price of a dance. They shouldn't have complained, but uh, it just, it was funny to see the look on their face when I said no. I know I ain't that hot, and I know I was the only white guy in there, and they probably thought, all right, here's a decent looking guy that's got uh, maybe some money. I don't know, Mexican guys got more money than I do. They have all cash, don't believe in banks, and got rolls of money in their pockets. But, hey, whatever. And uh, I went to the bar, started hanging out, and, man, oh, and they, they were, they're like, here, drink this. They pulled something from behind my head and told me to drink it. And I'm like, fuck it, if I get roofied in the Mexican strip club, this is just going to make one hell of a good fucking story later. I was like, what is it? She's like, it's tequila, poppy. Just have it. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do some tequila. Last time I had mystery drink in a strip club was in Juarez and they pulled out this gasoline tank from under the bar in an unmarked uh, mason jar and it ended up being fucking uh, mezcal. Uh, that was in uh, Juarez right outside of El Paso. And uh, needless to say, I woke up in New Orleans. That was a fun time. All right, so audio check, just uh, because now I'm finally home, so if you have to adjust the volume, then that would be it. I figured I'd start you off a little easy there. So yeah, <clears throat> after they played Silly Putty with my dick, and I said I was just going back to the bar, I thought, you know, I'm just going to have fun. They possibly already drugged me. I don't know what's going to happen from here on out, but if anything, it's going to be a story for later. Well, obviously, as you can tell, I'm doing this, so I survived. Um, I went back and I bought the bartenders drinks because uh, nobody ever pays attention to them, especially in a strip club. Uh, it's all about, you know, getting change for the girls and hurry, hurry, hurry and all that. And I like just wanted to chill and uh, met some cool people there, started talking to this one guy and he was bringing his dad. I mean, you got to remember, this is like Mother's Day. Uh, we played the gig on the 8th or the 7th, whatever that was, and Mother's Day was the day after. So I was there as it rolled over into Mother's Day. So this guy's bringing his dad to a strip club on Mother's Day. And he's like, hey, can you watch my seat? I got to go to the bathroom, but I want it back when I come back. Can you watch my dad too? All right. So me and the dad are sitting there. He didn't speak English, but in a strip club, you don't have to. You just kind of point, make some noises, grunt, and then you're good to go. And that's what we were doing, and dude comes back from the bathroom, and he's like, uh, he, you were talking to my dad, do you speak Spanish? And I'm like, no, he just, like I say, it's a strip club, man, you don't have to think, you just point, make a few, like, hourglass motions with your hands, grunt at the girls, and you're good to go. Uh, you know, so we just started laughing and joking about stuff, but then dude kept going into the bathroom, and he was doing it, like, every... 
I don't know, maybe five minutes or so. And I, I, I finally just straight up asked him, I was like, so which stripper did you get the blow from? He's like, what? Is it that obvious? Is it on my nose? And he got all bug-eyed and shit. I was like, no, man, you're going to the bathroom every five minutes, and you know you don't got to pee that much. Plus, strip club bathrooms are the worst in the world. There was one urinal, no door. You pretty much just, like, you can piss and still watch the bunny ears you can't see stage. And it's, like, just hilarious. It's an experience. He's like, why, you want some? And I'm like, fuck it, you know what? I don't. But I want to see what you got because it's probably going to be hysterical. And I was like, did you get it from someone here? And he's like, yeah, this one girl took me in the back. She was real forceful. She's like, just $25, come on, come on, you know you want it. I'm like, oh, that's what she was trying to get me to buy. Wait a minute. Ain't no increment I ever heard of blow coming in for $25. So he palms something into my hand, and I walk into the bathroom, kick the guy out of the stall, lock it, open up, and I see this, like, thing about half the size of a Hershey Kiss wrapper that he put in my hand. Little tiny clear bag. And there was maybe, I don't know, like a fingernails dip worth of white powder in this Tiny ass fucking little baggie. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm playing with it with my fingers and it's sticking to the sides of the uh, uh, the bag. It's real dusty. I opened it up and I didn't take any. I didn't do a bump or nothing. But I, I'm looking at it I'm like, it doesn't even have that kind of diesel smell. It's white all right, but there's no flakes. Like there's nothing shiny. Like there's no, nothing in there that's telling me this is actual cocaine. And I finally, like, get close enough to where I get, like, a little bit of a whiff of it, and I get that little aftertaste, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I went back out there. I closed it up. I palmed it back to him. I was like, bitch sold you baby powder. (laughs) And he's like, what? I said, yeah. Which bitch in here just put fucking fingernails worth of baby powder in a little to-go bag so that you can go snort that shit? I was like, how's your throat right now? He's like, it's kind of burning. I was like, anything on your face numb right now? like, no. And I'm like, well, you did not get cocaine. I'm sorry. That's uh, not what you, you got baby powder. Which is hysterical because, you know, I think I told this story once. And if you hadn't heard it, uh, I was working at a a real dirty biker bar that uh, was essentially dealing. Everyone there was dealing. And, you know, this is during a time when. Uh, I was experimenting, doing new things and whatnot, and they were essentially forcing it on you to where you had to drink all shift and to keep sober and drive home and to keep your head and your wits about you. They were telling you you should, you know, quote unquote, do something to stay awake. So we all knew that meant blow. And uh, there was one time I bought some. Now, for those that don't know, when I'm saying there ain't no increment of $25 bags of cocaine out there, usually a half a gram, which is uh, a decent sized bag. It would be probably like a coin collector's uh, quarter bag that you could fit a quarter in. Not like this penny sized bag that this dude had full of baby powder. Uh, so that would be 40 bucks and then a whole would be 80 and then usually an eight ball, depending on who likes you and where you can get it from is like two, two fifty something like that. 
Um, but <laughs> this dude I got the stuff from wasn't the regular guy any of us did. He just had some, and he was trying to do the same thing. He was trying to pawn off and cut some shit that he got that was already cut before. And usually if someone's going to cut cocaine and they're not getting it directly from the source, like say if you get, and this is a whole big thing on drugs that you probably never even want to know. But if you get, say, uh, a chunk off a brick that's maybe 60% pure, you take a little knife, mash off a little bit of that, put that in a uh, container, and you mix that with either uh, the pre-workout or a baby laxative is usually what they do, or aspirin, or something like that, anything that's white and powdery, and then now you're getting a diluted cocaine, which is only about maybe 20% or 15% pure. So, and cocaine will have a different consistency and and look different in a bag, and it won't stick to the sides of the bag. Uh, The static cling whatever is going to make cocaine stick to the side of a bag. And, uh, which is kind of funny because most people use their credit cards to, uh, cut it up in a club and they're saying it sticks to the magnetic strip and it doesn't. That's the stuff that's pulling out of the cocaine that sticks to the magnetic strip, which is funny because bartenders, number one rule they know is even if you're busy and you got two drinks in your hand, never grab the customer's credit card and stick it in your mouth. Because when your face goes numb and some shit starts happening because you just start sucking on cocaine, that ain't our fault. But anyway, uh, I got this bag from a dude. It was a 40. And uh, I just, first thing I did, go right in the bathroom. And I always do like the taste test or smell it and uh, everything. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I did my bump and then I immediately got hit with that aftertaste uh, that was kind of like, you could tell when something tastes like medicine. And I've had the aspirin or the Tylenol and everything. You can smell when you open a fresh bottle of aspirin, you know, that sort of weird aftertaste, that chalky aftertaste that gets in the back of your throat. That's exactly what it's going to be like. So I already knew dude was super cutting this with some other stuff. And then I realized, holy shit, he used children's laxative. And not only that, he used the flavored stuff. So it was cherry-flavored laxative. All of a sudden, here I am, and I just start busting gut laughing. And dude comes in the bathroom and is like, well, you laughing by yourself in the fucking stall. That must be some good shit. And I was like, no, bitch, it's cherry Coke. <laughs> like, fucking never had... I posted that joke on Facebook today. Like, my first day as a drug dealer, I'd get stabbed because I'd be saying, oh, you want a bag of Coke? Sorry, we're out. But is Pepsi okay? <laughs> like, God... But anyway, so I gave the guy back his baby powder. <laughs> we're like, well, let me let me see the girl, because odds are she's got the real bag, and she cut up some bad shit to sell. Ugh, just fuck us, dude. We never found her. I ended up going to the bathroom and just leaving anyway. Uh, but I survived. I survived a Mexican strip club. So I had more fun there, though, talking to a bunch of people and hanging out. Girls were more personable, and if they would slow down instead of trying to shake my maracas, like, it wouldn't have been a bad experience. I spent a lot of money, and hardly none of it was on the girls. It was all at the bar. Like, I was just buying drinks for people because the drinks were great priced, the bartenders were cool, and, yeah, it was just, it is what it is. But... 
that is your bonus episode. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't include that in the last one, but you know what? Uh, shit happens. So, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Fucking dare. Remember dare? They come to your school. Don't ever do drugs. When you're an adult, people are going to offer you drugs. Where are these people? Where are they now? I would like to know because drugs are expensive and ain't nobody going to give those away for free. So somebody let me know where these free drugs are. Oh, well, I guess the guy did try and give me a free, but well, okay, cocaine's shareable. Usually somebody's going to give you a bump in the thing, but you know, I don't know. I wouldn't trust somebody. If I had the good stuff, I wouldn't give them mine. I figured they'd go in and do the whole bag. I had one dude do that to me when I was working at the biker bar. And he's like, just, dude, let me get a bump. And I'm like, I just got a fresh bag. He's like, yeah, just let me get a bump. Came back, he cut half of it into his bag, snorted most of mine, and gave me back dust. So, yeah. Dare to keep kids off drugs. Weed is bad. All these dope heads are going to offer you weed, and then you're going to end up a fucking stoner. Guess what? Weed's legal now. Who won the war on drugs? Drugs. But if you get a chance to go into some seedy strip clubs, I highly advise that you'll have more fun, get more out of it, and enjoy yourself. If you do happen to go to a regular strip club, buy a girl a drink, actually get to know her, and tip her for sitting with you, and you'll most likely end up getting a lot more than someone who goes in and right away off the bat's like, which one can I fuck in the back? Like, dude... It's never going to happen. Just like these jocks that try and go into the club thinking if they buy a girl a Red uh, Red Bull <laughs> fucking fireball that they're going to end up getting laid that night. Nope. Sorry. Got to try harder than that. Just, yeah. Strip club etiquette is a real thing. I could do a whole episode on that. In fact, I may do that at some point. But that's enough for today. Enough of the jaw jacking. I'm sure you've heard from me. I won't rhyme this one out. But hey, have fun. Stay safe. And do your thing, man. Ain't no one going to judge you.